0: Hi guys! In the previous episode, we saw, you know, our guests discussing regarding the World Cup and how India managed to overcome the odds and lift the trophy under Kapil Dev. India now have got the trophy, and it was an iconic moment, and it was a surprise to all of us, all of you guys, rather. So, what were the celebrations like in and around your area, and what did you guys actually do after India won the World Cup?
1: Large number of fireworks, of course, right? That was part of the, part of the celebrations. So that's my main memory for that night, because it got over somewhere around some, I don't know, 10 PM or so, right? that match. Uh, much later, much later.
2: There was a concept of lunch. There was a concept of tea also. I don't tea. know if you guys yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, who have not watched it or heard it probably would know it or not. There was a concept of tea also.
3: Yeah, I mean, I remember the Indi- uh, uh, Indian Express the next day, India on top of the world. I think that was the headline on Indian Express. If I'm right, the, I we still have a copy of that newspaper somewhere in our phone in Chennai. So, so it was a long so game. Ended,
4: newspaper. Right? Yeah, so the game ended quite late, I think past midnight. So I don't remember much celebrations that night. Uh, but I remember next day in school, uh, in the school assembly, uh probably for the, for, for the first time, there was, uh, you know, the, the headmaster after the school prayer spoke only about this. There was nothing else spoken in the assembly. And uh, all of us were, you know, asked to clap. And uh, so that's that's a celebration which I clearly remember the next. I can't remember, but the first day in school after the World Cup, it was probably the next day I think we celebrated. Uh, and that was the only thing which we were speaking for the next few days. Nothing else.
5: Okay, uh, I remember two things. Okay, um, uh, for me, the the cricket unfolded only after the World Cup. Since I started learning about cricket, big time in my life only after this match. Okay, uh, and as I told you, we were started playing cricket in the in the four rows uh, where we used to live and all. But two things clearly happened to me. One is one was that uh, we started playing cricket as part of our routines. But see, in those days, whatever the uh, game we used to play, we never used to play as a Sarthi, as a person. We used to assume ourselves as in one of the characters. For example, with the cricket, somebody will say I'm a Gasker. Somebody will say it's Kapil Dev. Somebody will say Sandhu. Somebody will say Shri So, there was a huge fight to take the name of Kapil Dev with all of us. So, never wanted to compromise on the name of Kapil Dev. Everybody wanted to be Kapil Dev. So, that was a kind of a we everybody will carry. That one thing I clearly remember. Uh, the second thing I remember very clearly after winning is that uh, we got a TV in our house. So my father bought a TV after that. So he said, now, whatever the, including the, those days, it used to be the uh, hockey used to be the big game uh, uh, we used to watch. So my father allowed me to start watching whatever the games which used to come in the TV. So that, that I remember definitely that was the second thing which happened in my personal life.
6: I mean, actually, I look at the win and celebration in a different way, right? I mean, as a crazy fan, we all were enjoyed. We celebrated well into the next day morning, etc. But then you look at the mentality of Indians from the sports perspective. You did not have uh, huge icons who can take us a country. Huge country, huge number of people playing in double Chinese. We had Chandrasekhar at the time. You had podocone or uh, likes of it in badminton. A flash here, flash there kind of stuff. Nothing to take us into a center of the world stage in terms of visibility. And this victory brought us that. In this victory, the whole country made, it was made to believe every citizen that we are equal to everybody in the world. We can you know, start a increasing in stature and that was the celebration, I would say, which lingered for a very long time, made a lot of things change. And the way people looked at sports, the way people thought, they can also make make it matter in the world stage. All of those confidence was brought by this miss. Many may not agree or may not say it loud, but it did happen.
3: Yeah, we we are so used to hero worship, uh, which uh, which still continued with Kapil and beyond, but we also started to worship the team, uh, have the confidence in the team. I think that definitely, uh, as a country, we can achieve. Uh, so that sense of confidence this match definitely brought in I think. So otherwise as you rightly said it was a performance here and a performance there which sometimes accidentally gets us wins as well in any sport for that matter whereas here we were performing as a team and we performed to win so so that that sense of confidence definitely came in with the match.
0: Yeah. So KK and I would remember the 2007 T20 World Cup win and the Indian team coming back from South Africa and the parade uh, in Mumbai. So how were these champions received when they came back home after the victory?
3: I mean, I, I'll give a one-line summary and get let somebody else come in beyond. We didn't have anybody to carry on our shoulders like how we used to we do nowadays, which was a good thing. I think. We were celebrating the team, not the
2: What I heard and what I read is from Bombay Airport, they had to go to Wankadeh Stadium. Wankadeh uh, Stadium It takes about one and a half hours or so. It took a couple of hours, essentially, because so much amount of people had thronged the road in order to ensure that so much amount of uh, celebrations were there. And it took almost about five, six hours, is what I've read, I don't know. And, uh, no television, no, uh, no live relay, etc. of that nature. And uh, there was a warm welcome which was accorded by, uh, uh, I think, uh, Indira Gandhi was the Prime Minister at that point of time, if I rem- remember.
0: So, I mean, despite our rich history, despite winning the World Cup in 1983, it took us another 28 years to lift another one. Why do you think that could be the reason, despite Sachin Tendulkar being there and other great players? (laughs) See, we were not the
4: only team playing the World Cup. There are others competing also, right? So, so it's not like Winning a World Cup was not, you know, a walk in the park. So obviously, with time, there were a lot of teams which were playing very well. Australia went on to become one of the greatest teams. Uh, Pakistan in 1992 was under Imran Khan. Was uh, Imran Khan's leadership was amazing? Emergence of Sri Lanka, emergence of South Africa, uh, New Zealand going on to become a big team. So, so, so you, you can't say that see, see, we were there. We were there and thereabouts in 1987. We were in the semis. <coughs> 96 we were in the semis, 2003 in the finals. So, I wouldn't, you know, say that the fact that it took 28 years doesn't mean that those 28 years we were bad. So, it's just that maybe we didn't win a World Cup, probably a little bit of luck here and there. We could have won the 2003 World Cup. 96 was a very unfortunate uh, uh, semi-final where uh, uh, all of a sudden the pitch started, w- turned into a minefield. And uh, guys like Jay Surya were, you know, we're you, just doing crazy things so we should have won that semi-finals and you know we could have won that final there so so it's not I, so i wouldn't want to you know really uh you know be negative on that that it took 28 years yeah but the fact that from then on we actually developed into a fantastic team so uh, just two years down the line in 1985 we won the Benson Hedges world championship which was another amazing victory. Uh, Ravi Shastri and the Audi car and the Damascus captaincy <laughs> and all these guys. So, so there were quite a few major achievements post that World Cup. As I said before, the most important thing was, we, Kapil have taught us how to win. And that belief that we could win was the single most important thing the 1983 World Cup taught us.
5: I think the result is one aspect of the uh, cricket match or any sports for that matter. Okay, but what was very very important is after the uh, winning the World Cup, everybody started betting on India as one another country who can be out there to beat anybody. I think that is the turning point. So we were also, I think people started betting on us. So to me, that was the biggest takeaway from the World Cup winning.
2: Hey, my my view is slightly different, uh, right? Uh, uh, I I'm in. Mean, uh, I would agree with what uh, Shankar said. The only fundamental difference I would say is that uh, uh, two th- I think uh, while there was a minor flip with respect to 2007 World Cup where we were knocked out very early. Apart from that, in my view, beyond, uh, I would say the 1987 team was by far the best. I know it's a bit of a contentious one. Uh, it was uh, still a better team than 2011 World Cup winning team. 1987 team, in my view, was the most rounded team. 87 team, although we lost against the Englishmen in the semi-finals. Okay, one bad stroke, which again cost us the match, uh, I know pretty well, which was Kapil Dev stroke. Right? Again, a contentious one. It's a different story altogether. But in my view, I think 87 team had all the potential essentially to defend the cup, which was blown away only in the 1987 semi-final match. Right? That continued, I would say, except that minor blip which was there in the 2007 World Cup. Otherwise, barring that, I think we have performed uh, well. And uh, as what Shankar said, that win gave us the uh, confidence that yes, we may be able to defend uh, anything in terms of not only a score, even chasing. 1985 was a clear proof. Okay, I think it was well past uh, six six and over against an, a New Zealand semi-final in the 1985 WCC uh, match. Right now. After 1983 World Cup, I think if I remember, 84 Asia Cup we won. 85 we went to Australia, we won the WCC. 1985 we we came back from uh, WCC, we won the Rothmans uh, Rothmans Trophy, not Rothmans. What was that? Rothmans defending 125 against uh, Pakistan, where we bowled out Pakistan for 87. So while historically you may say that it took almost 28 years, but India were always in contention in terms of a semi-final berth or a final berth, although we did not clinch the cup at uh, different points of time, uh, is what I would say.
7: I mean, every World Cup, India had a chance. India had a chance in 1987 World Cup, but on the knockout stages, they faltered. No one expected it. 92 World Cup, India lost crucial matches. The crucial loss cost us a place in the semi-final and the uh, Rhinos match against Zimbabwe, where we could have easily won. First place in the semifinal Ninety-six. The way Sri Lanka dominated and unexpectedly the Kolkata pitch turned to be a what to say a spin-year post-limitation. You know, once Sachin got out, we stood a no chance The ball was turning squarely. So nothing can be done. We were uh, unlucky in that 99 World Cup. We were very confident. We lost a key match against Zimbabwe. I think that match cost us in a semi Two 2003 World Cup, so, uh, we were thrashed by Australia on the group stages. and But the final, in the final, we should have won the thousand and to put 2007 was a nightmare. Every Indian fan would never remember 2007 World Cup actually. So every World Cup, India stood a chance. But we someway, somehow, what to say, disappointed in the knockout stages or won one crucial match against a weak six
0: Okay, so I can very clearly get the sense that India definitely moved in the right direction post-1983. But the same was not the case with India's opponents in the final. What happened to the mighty West Indies after 1983? I mean, one of the greatest of all time. But they slipped down. What happened?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, wherever. Right? It isn't really one uh, reason. And it is not something which happened overnight or anything. It did not happen in '83. It continued to be a great team. You know, for about a decade or so, you know, it, it it was a it was a very fine team, but a number of the reasons there are primarily social more than anything else. Um, sport it came to a situation where it was necessary for uh, you know a healthy economy and so on in order to sustain it, and uh, that's one reason why countries like uh, you know England and Australia and India and so on have been successful, New Zealand also, mainly because uh, there has been enough money, the economy is uh, capable of sustaining. In the case of some other countries, there are problems, West Indies is one of them. And uh, uh, I, I think that, uh, that, that that's the main reason that they, if you were to ask them, they would say that they don't have a proper structure, etc. But the root cause is really, you know, a lack of an organized way to pay the players. See, uh, the, one of the main reasons
4: uh, for the downfall of West Indies cricket, uh, as Jan said, uh, the money wasn't there, and a lot of uh, uh, people in the Caribbean they moved on, they migrated to the U.S. to play the basketball.
7: Okay,
3: N- yeah. Basketball,
4: NBA was uh, NBA was uh, becoming a massive thing. It was already popular, and in the '90s, with uh, Chicago Bulls and uh, Michael Jordan, I don't know if you guys saw the Last Dance. Uh, so, in the 90s was when uh, NBA became a massive deal in uh, America. And because of the proximity to America, a lot of people, uh, a lot of sports guys, uh, probably because of their height, they, a lot of them migrated to the U.S. and took to basketball. So, that was one, definitely one reason why uh, uh, cricket started falling apart uh, in business.
3: Yeah. And then you see the emergence of more and more Indian origin players in the West Indies team itself, right? So because all the natives started going into more, much more into basketball than what it was before. But probably as Jane said, it is all driven by the economy itself. So there is not much of funding for them to sustain. It, it had become more and more commercial right? with media coming onto it. Uh, Packer series didn't do any bad for that. As well. So... Slowly, they were losing out because they didn't have the funding that the
4: cricket now needed.
2: In addition to what was uh, cited, okay, uh, West Indies uh, was not one nation, right? It was a it was a combination of uh, six or seven countries put together, with, with uh, each one of them having a different interest level, right? With the infrastructure not there, some of them migrating, and with the boards and the cricketing establishments. Uh, not cooperating with each other. There were there were politics there too, right over and above what, what was cited. Okay, this was also one of the reasons which uh, contributed to their downfall. With, and in addition, there were uh, very many players who were uh, serving them for a very long time, retiring at almost a similar time with the game in the decline in the different uh, countries where they came in from. There was positive for talent and you found that, okay, Western, this was uh, left a little way behind. Uh, I think it was uh, 1987 also, they were uh, pretty much in contention when the Lions Cup happened in uh, India, right? I think possibly uh, somewhere around the 90s or so, with uh, Australia emerging, that was the time when the decline started in uh, West Indies, is what I would say. Thankfully, it uh, it took a long time essentially for them to come back again in the uh, T20 format. But I think I don't know if uh, West Indies can recover the lost glory essentially in Test cricket or I don't think they would be able to with, with the kind of a, uh, current uh, team structure, infrastructure, different uh, challenges which are there.
0: It is going to be definitely a hard for you. Uh, a hypothetical question. So, I mean, I know that there will be a lot of Dhoni fans out here. My dad, for one, is a massive Dhoni fan. So, if you had to choose between the 2011 triumph and the 1983 triumph, which one would you people choose? I mean, which is more close to your hearts? Both are of different, course. anyways, but a hypothetical question, anyways. <laughs>
4: Hundred percent,
0: 1983. There's no no
4: uh, doubt, no yeah. debate, whatsoever.
3: that. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm an absolute Tony fan, but I would go for 83. Yeah.
6: So it's not really fair to compare these two because 1983 set the trend. That's definitely close to heart for everybody who was there yeah. in terms of you know listening to it or participating in terms of there, being there in the ground. But then 2011 was special in a different kind. Like 28 years. You know, uh, it was a different version of Kapil Dev in Doni, making things believe and making it happen, Any Anytime you win a World Cup it's going to be close to your heart, guys, that's for sure. But if you see if you want to choose, right, that's not a fair question. It's anyway, it's a no-brainer. It's eighty three all the way. Two
4: thousand and eleven we were favourites. So that was a massive difference. Eighty three between eighty three and two thousand and eleven.
2: One other point: 2011 happened in home conditions. 83 happened in uh, alien yeah, conditions, right? Now, correct. not defending 83 or not decrying uh, 2011. Now, the point is, uh, both are in different eras, different conditions, different uh, team composition. Both are both have been extremely pleasing to each one of us. But given a choice between 83 and 2011, obviously, I think many of us who are here who have watched 83 will root for 83.
3: If I had lost those two games, the disappointment would have been higher in the second one. 83, yeah. we wouldn't have been disappointed because Absolutely. there was no the expectation. Yeah,
7: Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Uh, hey, but so we won the have have 2011 World Cup final because uh, Mahila and Sri Lanka through the game, right?
7: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
4: that,
2: that's a bone of contention now. <laughs> Edited out. Edited out.
7: Yeah. 2011 World Cup, I have watched into watch all matches. But one thing in life, whatever we achieved first is the biggest history of anything. 2011 World Cup, the people were actually waiting for Dhoni and team to do something bad, few sections of that people. But in 1983 World Cup, there was no expectation from anyone. I am not comparing these both, I am just saying that the pre-expectations of 2011 World Cup and 1983 World Cup, without Kapil Dev and this. A couple days on this team, cricket is not there in India. That 1983 World Cup made us to follow the 2011 World so From my heart, 1983 and 2000 are both the same, but anything happens first is a historical, very historical moment for the country. I don't deny 2011 I was in a state of happiness where I celebrated with fun all around the streets in the night. But I, I still say 1983 is 51 percent in my heart and 2011
5: is 49%. So, I have I have a different uh, mm-hmm. point of view uh, coming from all of your age one level only. Uh, so, for me, uh, the earlier one, I never enjoyed it, honestly. Because we never had a live telecast, We never had a build-up of the environment. We never had a kind of feeling that we are there, we can win, all those things. Whereas in the later part of the World Cup, which under Tony, there was huge build-up from the right, from the ball one that was huge euphoria, huge kind of momentum. In fact, I, I remember uh, uh, a lot of days, in fact, uh, I had taken a leave also from the office. So, we could able to uh, 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 watch it together with the friends. So, in my opinion, personally, I enjoyed the uh, the later part of the World Cup than the 1993 World Cup. So, to me, uh, this is very, very uh, 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 bigger one for me. That's what my personal Okay,
2: is. I think you have aptly summed it up much before your dad uh, opened it. A hardcore Dhoni fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was about. A <laughs> yeah, Dhoni yeah. fan in
0: him. You're yeah. able, uh, able to feel it. That's true.
3: 2011, you're able to feel it. I'm also as much a Dhoni fan. I would probably take leave the next day when CSK wins. So, that is the sign I am. But uh, still, 83 uh, rings a, bill, a different bill completely. Definitely,
2: definitely.
0: I think even if India wins the World Cup later on, uh, for KK and me, 2017-20 World Cup and 2011 World Cup will be closer because we were young boys than uh, 10 to 14-year-old kids then. So, even if we win maybe when we are uh, in our late 40s or something, the 2011 World Cup will probably be closer to our hearts because we enjoyed it as yeah, kids. 2011, yeah, No,
4: that's a, that's a similarity between the 1983 World Cup win and 2007 World Cup win. True. Both cases, we were uh, underdogs and we had absolutely no chance going into the tournament. Uh, so, that similarity is there between these two World Cups.
2: 07, 07 and 83. I think both both the cases we went in as a kind of a me too, right? We are going on yeah. a trip to South Africa, <laughs> going on a trip to England. Yeah. Where the Tendulkars, the Dravids, and uh, the the Zaire Gans the of all, all of them actually dropped out in order to ensure that they don't play the 2017-20 World Cup.
0: Yes, so I can sense that a lot of you guys feel 1983 is more closer. I, it's definitely understandable and. As Neer said, I also would pick 2011, probably 20 to 30 years from now, if I was given a choice. So. Yeah, so one last thing I wanted to know was, being the triumph of the underdogs, this story remains very close to your hearts, that's there for everyone to see. But what was the impact of the 1983 win in World Cricket? How did the cricket around the world change?
6: Uh, we all talked about the 83 impact on us, on India, on cricketing fraternity. But what indirectly happened, I was briefing this with Neeraj on the other day. If you look at the entire composition of Indian team, I think that highlighted, chain highlighted it. Uh, Shankar also told him at some point in time. We had bibli wobbly players all through till number 10. That was unheard of prior to that World Cup or across the board in other formats. We used to have specialists in the top four. Specialist in bottom four in terms of bowling and batting, and then you would have a keeper who can also bat. I think that was more with uh, Australia and West Indies alone, and that, that was the trend, right? This changed all that. And after that, you see the whole entire World Cup with the teams will have a lot of the cricketers around in the squad, and then the batting as Sunil Ghas Karo and all you take across the world, there were Greenleash Haynes and uh, the likes of them. There was not anyone who hit above the infield, which Srikanth opened, and then followed by Margaret, Baj, Sanat Jay Surya, Kalurikarana, the likes of it. So it was like more trend breaking and new trend setting in the world in cricket environment, right? Then we started seeing people playing much more aggressive cricket in the 15 overs of the day, and then you had a lot of all-rounders in the mix. These all happened after it which is which was not so plainly visible, but it did happen, and uh, and you can see that visibly if you analyze the squads, that would be an interesting read or interesting topic for you if you want to do it analysis.
0: So with that, we've come to the end of the discussion. Thanks a lot to everyone who's come out here, spared your time and shared your thoughts. I mean, it really means a lot to us and. You know, it is probably going to instill a little bit different perspective, you know, the 1983 World Cup in itself. So, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, you.
0: Thanks a lot to you guys as well for listening to this episode. Uh, you know, let us know what you think on our guest's view on the 1983 World Cup and the post-World Cup impacts. And... Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Boundary of Podcast, and we will be back with another episode soon.